Hello and welcome to Jordy Happiness Hero. We are joining you from the car. I am interviewing my friend Sarah and we are going to talk about yoga and I'm very, very excited about this topic and I'm gonna tell you why. So, yoga for me personally is one way that I've found that I can ground myself and I have a very difficult time doing that. And so having a method to be able to connect to myself and to the earth and to peace and stillness is very important to me when I have a very hard time as a human being quieting my mind and calming my mind. And that's not a very healthy way to live all the time. It's good to have a way to slow that down. And so I was introduced to yoga probably I'd heard about it obviously when I was younger, but in college is when I, the first time I'd ever done yoga. And the first time I ever did yoga, it was ridiculous. And I giggled and I was totally immature. Um, and it was actually a kid that I was completely in love with that he was like, what's the matter with you? Like, how come you're not better at yoga? But I learned and I grew and I matured. And so Sarah, is a yogi. Is that the correct term? Yes. Sarah is a yogi. And Sarah is the first friend I made after moving to North Carolina. And she, I knew she had to be a guest on my podcast. And of course, that episode would have to be about yoga. And so, Sarah, I'm going to give you a chance to introduce yourself because you know you better than anybody else. And I always have my guests tell my listeners three random facts about themselves when they introduce themselves. And they can be random facts about anything. They don't have to have anything to do with yoga. They can be about anything. Okay. Well, uh, as Jordan said, my name is Sarah and I operate under the name Soul Shine Yoga. I've been a yoga teacher for two years and I've, I'm trained under something called Vinyasa Krama, which is basically one breath per flow, per movement. So inhale and do this, exhale and do that. Inhale and we do this now, exhale and do that. Um, my favorite type of yoga to teach is something that's very slow, meditative, um, as Jordan mentioned before, something very grounding, very peaceful. Um, so not your hot yoga and not your power yoga type things. Um, a couple random facts. Three, Sarah. Three. Three. Three random facts. Let's see. Okay, well, I will tell you something about yoga because this is a really cool fact. So yoga is not only good for the mind, but it has so many more benefits to the body than I think people actually realize. So by practicing yoga, you are helping your circulatory system, your nervous system, your digestive system. Um your respiratory system. So just the simple act of breathing and moving in the way that yoga instructs you will help all of those systems, which are really just good for overall, overall health and well-being. Um, a couple other facts. So I'm originally from Massachusetts and I've lived all over the place. So I was born in Massachusetts. I got my certification in Pittsburgh and now I'm in North Carolina and it's just fantastic. So I feel like I, everywhere I live, I take a little piece of wherever I live and bring it to my next place. 
and I've now been able to incorporate all of those things into my practice and into my daily life and with food and friends and all the things. And then a third um, fun fact. So I used to be a Boston Celtics cheerleader, which you might be thinking that's like the total opposite of someone who I imagine teaches yoga. But I think that's what the great thing about yoga is, is you can be you just as you are and you don't have to be super athletic or super in shape or anything you can just be you and practice yoga and receive so many benefits from it so um yeah i think those are my three facts thank you awesome so in every episode sarah i like to have a quote like a guiding quote of the day that kind of ties into the theme of the episode. This episode's about yoga, and there are so many good quotes about yoga that I had a really hard time deciding which one to go with for this episode. But the one that spoke to me that I was like, this encompasses the most of what I want to teach for this episode. It says, yoga takes you into the present moment, the only place where life exists. And that's Pat and Jolly. It's, not, it's a good I one, I right? just got goosebumps. Yeah, and that it's, is a really good one. It's so good because we don't exist in the past because the past is behind us. You can do nothing to change it. It already happened. We have no control whatsoever over the past. The future is just our intentions and our, you know, whatever, whatever the future is. It hasn't even come yet. It's just intentions. It's just whatever we will, whatever our energies, whatever it is. But right now, the present, that's the only place where life exists. It's the only, and yoga takes you into the present moment, helps you be where life exists. And I love that, love that so, so much. Um, why does this topic and that quote, I want you thinking about that quote, but how does that, how, how does that affect you? Like how, how would you say that yoga contributes to your happiness and how can, how does it contribute to anybody's happiness? Yoga contributes to my happiness because I feel so fulfilled bringing other people to a place that they may not have thought they could go. So for you, you really like to be grounded. Um, you like to be in the present moment. Um, so being able to help someone achieve that is so rewarding and so fulfilling in so many ways. It, it, may, it lights me up. That makes me so happy. It makes my heart happy. It makes my soul on fire. It makes my soul shine. Um, and so I love that aspect of it. And then for other people, you know, we worry so much about what happened yesterday. And we worry so much about what's going to come tomorrow. And we don't even know. We have no idea if there is a tomorrow. And so I think to be present and to focus on what is now is so rewarding. I mean, imagine it's, it's the same feeling that when you're out to dinner and you put your phone aside and you actually talk to the people that you're with and you engage and you think more about the food that you're eating and the atmosphere and the company that you're with. That's really, that's like yoga. It's like taking your thoughts, taking your stress, taking your, your busy life and putting it aside and noticing what's around you, noticing what you feel, what do you hear, what is, what is this environment creating for you? And when you really start thinking about those things and being present, you can't help it but be happy. You can't help but be satisfied with where you are and getting to experience something so beautiful. I love that. 
I like low key. I have this like dream of going to a yoga retreat or something like that. And I'm not that great at yoga. If we're getting serious here, like I am not that flexible. I'm not that in shape, but I would love to go to like a yoga meditation retreat where I completely unplug and just be with me and, you know, feel the peace. Uh, I think that'd be amazing and so good. <clears throat> okay. So we're moving on to what portion of my episode that I always like to call your origin story or like how you got started. So how or when did you find yoga and where did you learn to do your craft as a yogi? I love this question. So I resonate, what you just said resonates with me so much. I'm not a yogi, even with my teacher certification and ability to instruct. I myself am not a yogi. I am still learning every day. I'm also not that flexible. Um, I also don't, you know, wake up in the morning and practice at dawn. Um, I'm just a regular person like everybody else. And for years, I felt like it was something I should do. And I kept questioning it. I'm a cheerleader. I'm a CrossFitter. I'm a high intensity, high energy gal. Why on earth would I, what business do I have doing yoga? And who would ever want to even listen to me? And it was this pull that I kept getting and I didn't know why. And so on a whim, I signed up for teacher training and it was an investment. So it wasn't something to be taken lightly. And almost about a month later, I had the worst panic attack of my life. And from that moment on, for the next three solid months, I was in constant fight or flight and anxious. I, I wasn't even myself. I, I have never experienced anything like this. I was so anxious. And then when teacher training started, I realized that that was part of my healing process. So um, I sought help for medication. I sought therapy um, to help me with my anxiety. And the yoga teacher training was truly my savior during that time. It was a huge distraction as I was uh, adjusting to medication that was really tough for me. Um, I had a really tough about two or three months um, with work. I just, the anxiety had taken over. And so adjusting to the medicine was so challenging for me. And the yoga training was it was something I could focus on. It was something I could think about and focus on and, tr and practice and try and something other than what I was feeling inside my body. And so it allowed me to heal. It allowed me to feel supported while I was healing. And if you ask me now, it was a, it was a heaven sent that I got this urge to do something and I actually followed through with it and I did it. But had you asked, you know, ask me a couple years ago, I would say, yeah, I feel like I should just be a yoga teacher and go make goat soap and my own homemade wine and things like that. And I had no idea why, but now that it's over and I'm on a better path to healing, I know exactly why I was supposed to do this. And now that I've, um, now that I've been certified, I've been able to explore other things like trauma-informed yoga and I've been able to explore different types of practices and also go on retreats and see how different people teach and, and the benefits it has for myself and what I can take and, and give as a benefit for someone else. So it's really been an enriching experience and I would do it 10 times over 
if I could. So many good nuggets in there. I love that you sought help when you needed help, like with medicine and things like that. So many people are too scared to do that um, because of the stigmas and whatnot. But I think that that's very brave and it was very good. I think it was very brave and awesome that you had the intuition that like, hey, this is something I, I feel like I should do. And then you trusted yourself enough and were brave enough to follow that. Like that's so good. So many good wisdom nuggets in that. Okay, so for someone who's never experienced yoga firsthand, what does a typical yoga session entail? This is another great question. So there are different types of yoga. There's restorative yoga and there's power yoga and hot yoga and things like that. But your standard yoga class will start with a meditation to kind of ground you, you know, allow your thoughts to slow down and kind of be open and mindful for the practice. There's usually breath work included in that, which is just different ways of breathing that create mindfulness. And this goes back to, you know, kickstarting your respiratory system, your circulatory system. They all have, there's always a purpose and there's always the good benefits from it. So a typical class will start with that meditation and breath work and then slowly move through some different postures and movements. Um, the majority of them are meant to be really juicy stretches and, and postures that help to strengthen your body in a very slow way in which anyone is capable of achieving. Um, yoga essentially is for every body, every person, every body. You don't have to be flexible. You don't have to be strong because those are all things that yoga can help to build. And it's a slow process to do that. So you're generally not gonna leave my class sweating or, or breathing very heavy. Um, you might feel a little level-headed and clear and you know you might have some some parts of your body that say oh that felt really good to stretch maybe we should do that again when we get home um, so after the movements are done we'll close with a meditation and the last part of our of the yoga class is called Shavasana and Shavasana literally means uh, translates from Sanskrit to death of movement so it's when you get to lie on your mat most people like on their back, but you can be on your belly or on your on your side, and you just get a few moments for yourself with meditation, with quietness, with your breath, and you kind of just get to zone out or focus on something you're seeking clarity for or focus on your breath. I mean, it's really your time at the end of class to do what you want to do. Yeah, I always love that part of yoga. Me too. The lay on the floor, <laughs> like a dead fish part. Yes. Love that yes. part. All right. So, are there any common misconceptions about yoga that you'd like to clear up? Absolutely. Um, there doesn't need to be a certain type of person that does yoga. Um, not everybody is really good at meditation. Um, it's a practice just like riding a bike or or being a writer or anything else. It's something that you have to try and you have to practice it and you have to be compassionate to yourself that, hey, this is really tough. I've got a lot going on this week. It was really hard for me to stay clear. You know, it's just like anything else. You have to be graceful on yourself and give yourself compassion uh, for that. So definitely those two things. Um, I think in the mainstream, there's a lot of hot yoga, and that's just not the only type of yoga that there is. So there's a lot of different types. I mentioned restorative yoga, which is a type of yoga that holds postures 
for a little bit longer and it's meant to be very, very relaxing. There's also yin yoga, which is another type of practice that holds postures um, for a very, very long time and, and invites you to explore how does it feel when your body starts to get a little bit uncomfortable? Do you allow yourself to move or do you try to make yourself stay in one position because you feel like you have to. So it's really kind of a little bit of a brain exercise, even though you're not moving too much. Um, and then anything like a vinyasa flow yoga, um, you know, any of these types of yoga that I had mentioned are literally for anybody. Anybody should be able to walk into any class unless it's labeled as advanced or unless it's labeled as, um, you know, for experienced people only. Anybody should be able to walk into yoga and be successful in a class. And by being successful, um, the other misconception, you know, yoga is not a competition. It's not about who's the most bendy or who can stand on their hands or who can do a handstand. It's about, did you do better than you did yesterday? And if you didn't, that's okay. Were you compassionate because you didn't? So that's, it's really about yourself and your own private experience and no, you don't need a Lululemon sports bra and pants that match to come to class. You can come as you are and you're always welcome just as you are. I love that too because yoga is such a good uh, metaphor for life in that it's all about your experience. It's not about the competition. It's not about what everybody else is doing, you know? I love that and I agree wholeheartedly about that and the three sessions I've come to yours of yoga have all been with at least one of my children with me and they had no experience with yoga whatsoever when they started when they came to these and they fit right in and they did just fine and it was a very great wonderful experience for both me and them and they want to come to every yoga session now so it's very very good very very good and it's because it helps you get in touch with you and it's a good moment and it's, I feel like everybody needs that, that check in with themselves, you know? Yeah. All right, what is an interesting... Um, to be a part of yoga, yoga was essentially created for the benefits that I mentioned before, for the digestive, digestion and um, mindfulness and you know, really regula regulating the body and the way that it's supposed to move. And women were forbidden from practicing yoga. And it took a woman to um, make friends with somebody who was already well-known in the system. And she essentially attended a yoga school and brought it over to the West, meaning brought it over to the United States. And that's when it started becoming popular as something for people to practice. And, and it was kind of one of those all the rage, you know, yogas and, and yoga and things like that. And so she, a woman, a woman is credited with bringing it to the Western world, which is funny. And it's a fun fact because originally women were forbidden from practicing yoga. So her name was Indra and we can all give her a, a virtual yoga high five because she brought it. She brought Go it here Indra. for us. Yes. That's a cool name Go too. Indra. And it was originally right made to help pass gas. Absolutely. You know, that's another thing and I'm so happy you brought that up. 
if you come to yoga class and some wind gets expelled or you too it is perfectly normal and perfectly fine we in the majority of asanas which is the other word for the poses in yoga the majority of asanas were created to get the wind flowing because that helps digestion and so to think that if we if we go to a yoga class in our society we've made it a little taboo if someone toots or if you do it's embarrassing and we can't talk about it and we, we giggle but in reality it looks like yoga's working it's working for you and that's okay it's nothing to be ashamed it's about doing its job exactly it happens quite often and you know i'm not i'm not ashamed to talk about it or address it in my classes because it's something that is very normal it's very encouraged and um, let her rip. Yeah, let her rip. <laughs> that to say, I mean, it's it's not going to be a total fart fest if you come to any yoga class, but it's very, very, it's very necessary, and it, it happens. We're we're moving in positions that our body doesn't normally move in um, on a normal basis. So absolutely. Well, the monologue that I auditioned for my favorite role I ever played was yoga fart. So, I love that. Yeah. And I had to do it with both an American accent and with a British accent. Fantastic. So. I love that. It was fun. All right. What's the most, I guess this is kind of related. What's the most embarrassing moment you've experienced in yoga so far? Ooh. Well, I won't say farting because that's definitely accepted. Um, <laughs> you, for me personally, um, I get really anxious and uh, embarrassed when I mess up my lefts and my rights. So very often um, in yoga class, when I'm cueing, I'll say left foot on the floor, right foot here. Or I'll say... I'm worried about the rain. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, or I, when I give cues, I'll, I'll say left and right. But oftentimes, even though there's only two, oftentimes I mix them up. <laughs> or I will do two sides twice, and it's it's a pure accident. I mean, all my classes are written down so I can look at them and scan them, and as I'm doing class, it still happens a lot. I feel very embarrassed when it happens, like it shouldn't, but uh, I guess I should just, you know, meet myself where I am that day yeah. and, and just be me. Well, you're human, and we're all human, and yeah. The stakes are proof we were trying, right? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. One of, my teacher, one of my teacher signs that I had on my desk. All right. Uh, here's a good question. Have you changed because of your practice of yoga and what has changed about you? The answer is yes. Yes, yes, yes. I have learned so much more patience and taking things slow. Um, Jordan knows me well, and she knows that I'm pretty fast-paced. I talk fast. I, I think fast. I, you know, do things often without thinking, and I'm very kind of sometimes uh, just on autopilot. Um, but yoga has really taught me to slow down and savor, slow down and check things out around me and enjoy them, enjoy them for the present moment. Um, it's also taught me that I'm really capable of great things. Mm -hmm. um, yoga is something that I never, I never imagined in my whole life that I would be a yoga teacher. I never. And it's taught me that when you've listened to your gut and when you've listened to the messages, 
to trust yourself, as you said before, trust yourself and go for it. And you know, becoming a yoga teacher has given me so many benefits. It's given me a gift that I can give to other people. Um, it's also a gift that I use in my community to help fundraise for other for organizations. So it has given me something that I can give back to others. That's true. Like I've been there and experienced that with you when you've taught kitten yoga was the last one kitten yoga and it was for there's kids classes and adult classes and we got to come do yoga with little kitties running around but all of the cats of that except for one have been adopted um core tacoma still needs a home <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> hint, hint. Hint, hint. and anyway and it was amazing everybody who came and did this and it was their packed house all the sessions and all of that money went to help in that case this rescue that's helping these kitties that need homes and I thought that was I think it's fantastic and I think anytime you're doing something that's bringing good to so many people which yoga does like it's an amazing amazing gift like it's a gift for you and it's a gift for everybody who you help all right so this question's kind of a little different let's see if you could have your dream yoga class Sarah where would it be who would be in attendance at your dream yoga class and what poses would the session entail like what kind of yoga what what you know what would it be what what would that dream yoga class be like set the whole scene for me this is such a good question and I knew it the instant you finished the words I knew exactly what it would be so come with me here we are going to someplace tropical maybe we're in Costa Rica maybe we're Bali. in Mexico maybe we're in Bali <laughs> But we're definitely somewhere and we're practicing outside in like a pavilion that our view is we're overlooking either a jungle or or waves crashing against rocks. Like it's someplace beautiful and serene and just everywhere around you is oozing with life and abundance. And we're practicing on a dark wood floor and we're outside so there's a nice uh, a breeze that's coming across. Um, my dream class, I would probably absolutely include my life coach and friend, Jessica Ruger, um, because she has been with me on the journey to pre-yoga teacher and post-yoga teacher, so I really want to share that abundance with her. But then for the rest of the members of the class, I would love them to be somebody who just never thought they could do yoga somebody who is maybe trying my class for the first time somebody who is just looking for a little guidance or looking for a little clarity in their life just anybody and again they don't ever have have to have done yoga before but I want them to be there for that first experience to be able to see the beautiful surroundings around them to be in that space where it feels so supportive but you're still there with with tons of other people and it's yes um as far as poses i this is so hard because i i love so many i am very 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 much a fan of the very beginnings of my class like the first 10 or 15 minutes it's all slow stretching it's all you know, touching your toes and gently leaning over and stretching your low back. And it's just a really yummy, juicy start to class. And I like it because I'm hoping that people feel at that moment, like, oh, 
I can do this. Like I, this feels good and I can do this. Um, like a really empowering part. So I would definitely do a lot of those stretches. I love child's pose. I love puppy pose. That's also one of my favorites. Um, and both of those have your arms stretched out forward. And for child's pose, your knees are very wide. And for puppy pose, your knees are together. So you're stretching just like your puppy dog would. Um, and for other poses, it would also be at the very end, the corpse pose, uh, the, the Shavasana, the lay there and do nothing. I would definitely have that. And I would have like my perfect yoga class would have a Shavasana for like 20 minutes. And then afterwards, everyone could just stay where they are. And if they fell asleep, they can stay. And if they want to stay in their meditation, they can. And that's kind of that would be my dream class. And Jordan, it'd be really great if you could be there too. Um, can, you, then, can you get to Bali? Yes, let's go to <laughs> Bali right now. Yeah. Um, except for don't give us any wine and then tell us that. Yeah. Because there's a it big... Might happen. <laughs> it might happen. Yeah. Sarah might book tickets and we yeah. might be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> All right. So, Sarah, what is next in your yoga journey? And if my listeners are interested in yoga like what what can they do to support you what can they do to find a way to get involved with yoga awesome so my next yoga adventure i'm going to dabble with paddleboard yoga so i'm going to try to let the water meet the world of yoga and see how that goes it'd be something that's new for me but i'm excited for that endeavor um as far as something else new, I'm gonna look into doing a puppy yoga since I've already done kitten yoga. I'm gonna see what I can do for the local puppies in our local shelters. I think that would be really helpful for them to get some exposure and get adopted and also just be socialized. Um, and who doesn't love puppy cuddles? As always. Um, in terms of how you can support me, so I all my social media is under at Soulshine Yoga Co. And I currently teach in Jacksonville. I'm at Fit for Life uh, in Richlands on Wednesdays at 5.30. I'm, on, I'm at Quick Fit in Jacksonville Tuesdays at 5.30. And I'm at Velos uh, Fitness Studio in downtown Jacksonville at six o'clock on Thursdays. Always your first class is free. So if you want to, you can reach out to me on social media at Soulshine Yoga Co. Um, I also have some fun events coming up. Um, like Jordan said, I just did, I just finished kitten yoga for Adoption First Rescue, and I'll hopefully be partnering with them and perhaps even another rescue to do some future events. Um, I'll also be doing yoga and mimosas, and Miss Jordan was amazing enough to make me a baller flyer to put up for that. <laughs> so, uh, yoga and Mimosas is going to be held at the new wine bar in Jacksonville, Uncork and Unwind. And tickets are $20 and it includes an hour of yoga and a mimosa to be had before, during, or after your session. And um, yeah, it's at the new wine bar, Uncork and Unwind. It'll be the, the last Saturday of every month at 10 a.m. So we'll be there a whole hour before they open and have our own private space to zen out bottoms up and have a good time. I think that sounds fantastic. All right. So I'm trying to think of some more things to talk to you about, but we're almost to your house. And so I gotta not take too long. All right. 
I guess we never really, we kind of said this in passing, but I don't know if we said it like blatantly, but tell the listeners what your very favorite part about teaching yoga is. I love, first of all, I love being a teacher. I love being a teacher. It's something that, again, lights me on fire. It makes me so happy. It makes me, it really, it's that one thing in my life that really, really lights me up. And I know every day when I leave my mat after I'm done with the class, I know that I was meant to do this. And I know that for certain. Um, My favorite part is connecting with the people that take my classes. And, you know, seeing them around town, being a part of the community, um, supporting them, having them support me. I love that. But also, as I had previously mentioned, I love being able to give a gift to someone else. I love being able to bring someone to a place that they weren't so sure that they could go. Um, And they weren't sure that they could maybe do it alone. And I love being able to lead them and guide them there and support them while they're there. Um, I love answering questions. I love being able to help people that have like sciatic issues or or low back issues or people that come to class that are pregnant and wanna make the class work for them. I love being able to cater my class to any human being that wants to take it. Or kitten, or puppy. (laughs) (laughs) Or small Benna. (laughs) Or small Benna. (laughs) I love that. All right, so at the end of this is going to be a shorter episode than usual, but I feel like it was juicy enough and like wisdom nuggety enough that even though it's shorter, it's going to be just as good as the other ones, if not better. It's so good. But I always do this towards the end of the episode where I say, you have the attention. We pretend for two minutes, the whole world is listening to my podcast. You have the attention of the whole world for two minutes. What are your three takeaways from this episode that you want the whole world to take away? That's a good question. The first takeaway would be that every single person on this earth could benefit from taking a moment, slowing down, checking in with themselves, noticing what they notice around them. I think it's really effective for anyone on their day-to-day. It's also really effective for someone who's very angry or is having a frustrating day. Taking a step back, taking a few deep breaths, um, trying to clear your thoughts. I think every person can benefit from that. I think we might have a lot more peace and calm um, since the entire world is listening. I think it'd be really useful. Um, Secondly, I think I would love everyone to know that Everyone receives different benefits from yoga, and no benefit is smaller or greater than another. Um, If you need help with mindfulness, if you need help with stretching and relaxation and recovery, if you need um, some muscle love and and tenderness, um, if you need to kind of work on your strength, um, there's really a benefit for everyone, everyone across the world. So. you know, never, never count yourself out because you don't think you're fit enough or you are the right weight or you're strong enough or you're this enough. You are perfect the way that you are. So yes, yoga is right for you. Um, 
I think my third takeaway is to trust yourself, follow your heart, follow your gut. When, when you get that message that says, hey, I really think you need to do this, you don't have to know why, you don't have to know how, you just need to know that you're gonna commit and that's all you have to know and the rest is gonna work itself out. Um, and Jordan mentioned the sign that was on her desk as a teacher that you know it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to not be right or perfect at all times, but that's how we learn and that's how we grow. So give yourself the opportunity to experience that. Yes, mistakes are good. Mistakes are proof that you're trying. Mistakes are proof that you're existing and that you're living. Harry Styles has a quote that says, um, we get to choose to live or to exist. Like, I, 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 I miss, I'm sorry, Harry, if you ever hear this, I totally misquoted you, but you have a really great, great quote that is along those lines. You could, you have the choice. You can live or you can exist and choose to live and living means mistakes and it's totally worth it. I loved your takeaway list. I loved it. I loved it so much. I loved all of the different takeaways because I feel like they apply to so much more than just yoga, which yeah. my, this podcast is in and of itself about so much more than just yoga. And yoga is just one thing, one medium, one tool that you can use to bring so much peace and so much happiness and so much love for yourself into your life. And love for yourself is what this podcast is all about and what life is all about because we spend so much time trying to make sure everybody else feels loved and everybody else loves themselves and we forget to take time to hey let's check in with myself let's love myself because like you said everybody is worthy of it and if I can go out and do yoga I promise you <laughs> with all of my challenges that I have I promise you that you can do yoga too. If my 10 year old who has ADD and ODD, if she can go and do yoga and really get into yoga for an hour, I guarantee you, you can do yoga. I know you can. <laughs> and I like she said, and there's something for everybody, something for everybody to benefit from it. Yeah. So we're almost to a point where we're gonna park and that's good because we have to do my closing ritual but we cannot do that until we're safely parked because um, I want to make sure that we're abiding safe traffic, safe traffic <laughs> practices, whatever else. So I have a ritual I do at the end of every episode on Jordy Happiness Hero and I have my guest place their hands on their chest so they can feel the weight there and close your eyes if you want to close your eyes and repeat after me I matter I matter I am loved I am loved I am enough I am enough now always love it because it feels good mm -hmm. and you are always loved because you remember you're loving yourself first even if you feel like you're not loved by anyone else you love you and that's important because you're important right yes absolutely so this is your challenge if you're listening to this episode or if you're watching this episode or however this episode is reaching you it's for a reason trust your intuition trust mm -hmm. yourself look into a yoga class see how it could benefit you and find ways, even if it's not yoga, to be present and to be mindful and to check in with yourself 
and to love yourself. Right. Yeah. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs>